Welcome back to a fourth episode of the Sales Book Club podcast. I am Zach Mofield, your host. Again, we're going to go just around the room real quick and give one last introduction for anyone who may be new listening. So again, I'm Zach Mofield. I work in a, with a solar racking company up in Northwest Ohio. Ryan, you want to kick us off next? Yeah, thanks, Zach. My name is Ryan Pugh. I work for Microsoft and I've been uh, within the tech space for about eight and a half, nine years now. Yeah, I'm Daniel Locke. I, I work in the uh, industrial air pollution control uh, space, specifically in uh, industrial minerals uh, markets. Awesome, guys. And my name is Matt Nelson. I am in the trucking and shipping industry. Been in this industry for about 15 years. Honored to be here today and super excited about our book review. Take it away, Master Mix, Zach Mofield. <laughs> hey, th thanks, guys. So just a quick overview of the book. I thought it'd be great to start with just some of the reviews from other notable authors, such as Jeb Blunt, Mike Weinberg, Weinberg excuse me, uh, Sherry Levitt. Um, so Jeb talks about Larry. He says, Larry challenges the modern myths and how to approach buyers and close the sale. We Mike Weinberg talks about selling from the heart is powerful, refreshing, and authentic. And then lastly, Sherry says, in sales, the heart always comes before the head. And I thought just reading those three real quick, I mean, that that's just a great summary and we're going to dive deeper into this. But th this was just an amazing read. Um, it, it was a lot different from Ether Lunch. It wasn't, I'll say, as dense, not to say it wasn't nearly as good. Uh, it, it was a very quick read, and, and I really loved it. And it was just, it for me personally, it could have been more spot on on some of the things, which we'll get into later, uh, that I really needed at, at this time. So um, with that, uh, Ryan, what's your initial takeaway on, on what you thought about it? Yeah, so... One thing that I really like about selling from the heart is um, how consistent Larry is with just being authentic, right? He talks about, you know, these empty suits that come in, they're not really aligning on value or trying to connect with people that they're helping. And they're just there to kind of make a quick buck. And I've seen Larry in person, but also his book. It's just consistent the entire time. Be authentic. Be who you really are. Uh, actually care about your customers and your clients and you're going to have a complete, you're both going to make money, but you're also going to really build up that value and build up those relationships. And I think sometimes that gets lost in the hustle and bustle of just looking to close out a, a strong quarter. So I, I really liked what he had to say throughout the book. I agree, Ron. Um, I, I'm, I've been pretty vocal about my, thoughts on this book. I, I really think it's one of the best sales books ever written. Um, not so much for strategy, but from for heart. And because I think so much of uh, what we do in sales is absent of the heart and absent of authenticity. And that's the message of Larry Levine. And um, that's the message of this book. And I, I would tell I would say this and this will, this will be a bold statement, guys, so get ready for it. If you're in sales, and you can only have two books on your shelf, new uh, selling from the heart and new sales simplified. Those are the two books I would have on my shelf. So, Daniel, your initial thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of I, I wrote this in giant letters in my notes. I'm like, we often forget how much your mental state affects your ability to sell, and that's the what it my, you know at a high level what how I felt about this book is it it really helps get your mental state, your focus on what's important and why, um, in a kind of back in check. Cause you know, as we go through day-to-day, -day, uh, uh, you know, sales cycles and meetings and everything, you kind of, it, it's easy to lose track of what is, you know, important. And I think this, this book really do, does a really good job grounding you as a person. Um, you know, it's funny. I've, I've known, about Larry for several years, you know, from LinkedIn. And for the longest time, I put off reading this book just because it's, you know, selling from the heart. It comes off just from the, the title kind of not gimmicky, but just kind of, uh, oh, it's, you know, yeah, of course you got to, you know, sell from your heart. And, but man, it does really just resonate um, and ground you as a person and, 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 and on as well as a person, but as a salesperson. Hey, I appreciate all the uh, the insights there, guys. And I, I think we'll start really at, in chapter one. Uh, I had some notes down. Um, I, I really like how Larry 
uh, I'll say gave himself some credibility in talking about um, how sales are not easy. He mentions they're not easy. They're not for everyone. They're not for the weak of heart. It requires discipline and determination in a game plan. And I was like, there's so much truth in, in what, 30 words right there that reading that, if you've ever worked in sales, you know, hey, the rest of this book, this guy's not going to give you the, uh, the the runaround. He understands exactly what it takes to be uh, a true sales professional versus a sales rep, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk on a little bit later. Um, and then lastly, in that chapter, uh, I really like how he ends it after having a successful career in sales and still is. He says, I can't say that it's enough. If you want to make serious money, you must get rid of the excuses for once and all for all. And I think all four of us would would truly agree with that. If you get the excuses out of the way, sell from the heart with the customer's best uh, interest, you can make a lot of money. And, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you can make a lot of money and make a very good living. And and like I always tell people, money is not everything. It just gives you options to do what you want in life, to give, to go on vacations, to to you know do anything if you're able to financially do that. So in, any other thoughts on chapter one? Zach, I would just agree with you. Um, a lot of times, well, for me personally, I tend to look at my losses a lot more than my wins. And as a result, I'll look at, all right, I could have done this better. Or I should have done this in this, uh, you know, event. But uh, I like how Larry reinforces that as well, that, yeah, this is a challenging uh, industry that we're in. Sales, you're competing every day. You're you have a lot of challenges from uh, your your management, your leadership to to hit a certain number, but also you're trying to meet the needs of your customers and really come off as a, a true professional that's aligning with their values. And all that you know combined, it can be challenging to kind of like. There's a lot of competing priorities there, so I really like how uh, Larry just kind of highlights that, as well as again just talks about that authenticity and how being authentic can carry it. Uh, uh, through the day and of course make great money. So if you do it right. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciated his uh, willingness to share his, his struggles in the beginning of his career. I think so often we look at people's successes, especially for people who are starting out and we aspire to, to be there and we aspire to be there overnight and we don't think about the, the hard work, the struggles, those years of just knocking on doors of, of doing all the all the grind that it requires for us to get there, and I think it's just a great reminder that 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 yeah we're going to suffer from the heart, but yeah it's work, it's hard work. And uh, I remember when I started when I, I changed careers to sales from another industry from another field about 15 years ago, and I cut my teeth in sales by selling pest control door to door, literally um, every night from seven o'clock to eight o'clock. I would take the phone book, and I would just flip through the phone book and hit it put my finger on a number and I would call somebody and offer them a free termite inspection the next day. And uh, that's how I sold and that's how I prospect. And, uh, but I did really well in it, but it was hard work. But I, and I learned so many lessons in that year. Um, and so I, I appreciate Larry's um, willingness just to be open and honest. And, and then I'll talk more about this in a little bit, but I've gotten to know Larry in, in the last several months and that's just who he is. And uh, I think it's a great reminder that, you know, just, just do the work. Um, but do it from a place of authenticity and of honesty and, and, and you'll succeed. Daniel. Yeah. I like how, you know, Larry sort of ends chapter one with, you know, if you want to be paid like a sport top sports athlete, like you, you have to, you have to approach sales in a very similar fashion. Like, you know, I think Zach, you've talked, you've mentioned like Kobe Bryant's work ethic in the, in the past on, on a previous episode. And that's, I, I also feel that same, um, the same mentality is, is like, okay, yeah, that's not, I'm not using all, we'll say my physical features to, to, you know, advance my career like an athlete, but the mentality is still the same. Uh, it's the same way as you always have, there's always competition. There's, there's always, you have the, your internal pressures of when you're on a, t in a team sport of like, you all have to get, you know, your team moving in the same direction, regardless of what your competition's doing. And, and I think there's a lot of similarities there. And, and he makes Larry's a big sports guy um, to begin with. And he makes a lot of other sports references in, in here and which I really appreciate. Uh, but I like that's kind of how we ended that, that first chapter is that, it, cause I, like I said, I identified with that pretty, pretty easily. 
Yeah, I think I think you make a great point, Daniel. One of the things you said was, uh, regardless of what your competition is doing, um, you've got you've got to prepare to win. You know that that talks about Larry talks about he calls chapter two brut- brutally, excuse me, brutal honesty. It's the only way. Um, you know, if you're if your competitors out there saying X, Y, and Z about you or doing X, Y, and Z practices, and you don't agree with it, well, you know, you got to do what you have to do to do. And you have to control what you can control, which I think we would all agree with. Um, just run your race. They, they say if you're like racing or you're playing cards or something, you know, play your hand. Don't do what they do. Just you've got to make it your own. And that, that's really what the book talks about is making the process authentic to who you truly are and not try and be somebody else. I've really I, I, I think I'm may have used an entire highlighter of on chapter two I've, I've wrote i've got so many notes and so many highlights in here um just because you know the brutally honest part zach i think you know i would agree with that but there's just so many things on here in, you know in here of uh, i like the biggest core of this of this chapter you know he, there's three things that he says you needed to to do and the first one self-reflection and i'm i identify with that my wife gives me a hard time i read Last year during, you know, in 2020, during the pandemic, instead of going on vacation, we redid our master bathroom. Um, and when I did that, I put, I was, my shower is big enough. I could put a bench in there. And she's like, why do you need a whole bench? I'm like, because this is my, this is my headspace area is when I'm in the shower, I can shut the door and, you know, I kind of make it a steam room. She gives me a heart. She's like, you take 20 minute showers. I was like, yeah, obviously I'm not scrubbing for 20 minutes, but that's like where I spend my time doing my self-reflection in the morning before the day really gets started, before all these distractions come in. And that's where it really can get into my own head and figure out. Sometimes, some mornings it's organization. Okay, I need to do X, Y, Z. Some days it's like, man, is is this really the right way to approach this? Sometimes it's per- personal, sometimes it's professional. But I like that, you know, the the core of that chapter, those, those three things, self-reflection and self-awareness is, is the next stage of self-reflection. And then challenge yourself. And so I, I don't know. I have a, a ton of notes on within that that section just because I, again, I identified with it just so so much. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Daniel. Um, I, it's a challenge to sell from the heart if you don't know who you, who you are, and you gotta you gotta know who you are and what you stand for and what you believe in, and you gotta take those time that time to do that self reflection. What are some uh, what are some ways that you guys do that? I, you know, I'm an early morning guy, I, I, like you, Daniel. I do my reflection in the morning, my preparation in the morning. Um, I spend time in the Word every day because that's a large large part of who I am as a person. Um, and the, when I say the Word, I mean the Bible. Um, so, I mean, that's just some things that I do. What do you guys do to make sure you're staying true to yourself and that you know who you are, Ryan? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I, I I personally. I'm not always the best about waking up early. Uh, it's my, my struggle, but but what I do uh, once I get my kids to school, I have about an hour between drop off to work, and so I use that time. I'll usually have a cup of coffee, and I have a daily blog that I read. I, I'm big on Stoic philosophy. Uh, I really love it. I actually read the Bible as well. I uh, I found that they kind of complement each other in, in certain ways with the Stoics. And so I uh, try to incorporate that, think about different things that I'm going on throughout the week. But it, for me, I found it's just a daily thing. You know, you just have to daily think, am I 1% better today than I was yesterday? Or have I gotten slightly closer to my goal of whatever it happens to be? And so I just, I just make it a daily routine for myself. Hey, boys. Look at there. There's Larry Levine. Larry, it's a pleasure. <laughs> he just showed up. I told you. I was just, I, if I didn't make a phone call right now and it happened to be five minutes before I was originally going to come on, it would have been hours before I called or before I called yeah. this person. So sorry. You are the man. We're sitting here talking about you, right? As you pop in there. Dude, come on, that. man. Zach. You know hey, Daniel. Doing? Hey, Ryan. All nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, Larry. We're I, actually, actually we met about, Alabama. I mean, we're I'm actually sure you talking about chapter two, Larry. Thousands of people. <laughs> he, re- he remembers every one of them, though. Larry's the master. <laughs> oh, stop it, Nelson. 
No, we're actually talking about chapter two about being brutally honest, and nobody's better at that than you. So um, that's awesome. You popped in at a, at the right time. Let me say that. Uh oh, well, that's good. Yeah. We're talking about daily meditations, what we do to to get into our rhythm, our groove each day. You know, it, it's interesting because I just came off a podcast with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about that same thing. What do you do, Larry? How do you, I know you wake up at like three o'clock in the morning every day. So what? But what do you do to get your mindset right? You you really want to ask know? that question? I, I haven't even introduced you yet. So, um, but yeah, answer that question, then I'll introduce you. No, so it's it's all good. So I get up at the crazy hour, three o'clock in the morning. So I'm on Pacific Standard Time. So I'm on West Coast time, and I do this seven days a week. I don't do it just to say, hey, I get up at three and and all of that. I just learned a long time ago where what my brain works the best, and I just found that I I love the early mornings. I'm alert. My brain works. And that's when I can maximize all my time. So I get up at three and literally for the first 30 minutes, I do nothing. I actually sit in complete darkness and my wife thinks I'm absolutely nuts, but I'll, I'll like move around. So sometimes I'll be sitting here in my office in the chair behind me and I'll just sit in dark and I just think like this morning, it was the couch and a blanket for 30 minutes. I wasn't sleeping. I was just sitting there. And I just think and I just reflect and I start thinking about what do I need to do today? What did I do yesterday? And my mind just starts racing. Nothing in particular, it just starts moving. And then I just get going. And then I use 15 minutes. I walk into my office or if I'm here, I'll flip the light on. And then I'll right away just start getting into my I am statement. So I, I keep them right here. And I'll just flip through these. And these are just on index cards. And I'll just flip through these really quick. And then what I'll do is I usually will watch a quick, like, five, ten-minute video on YouTube. And it could be something from Tony Robbins. It could be something from Jim Rohn. It could be something from Steve Harvey. Believe it or not, I'm a massive Steve Harvey fan. It'll I be listened something... to him this morning, man. He, yeah, he I, a, I love that. I, just, I love that guy's yeah, message. Absolutely. And... That's, that's it for a bit. And then what I'll do is then I'll just start, I'll trickle in some emails and things like that. And then about a half an hour later, then I read, um, I'm into Bob Goff. So Matt, I know, you know, Bob Goff. So book. it's living grace, walk in love. Book. And I'll read yeah. a devotional a day from that. And then I'll reflect on it. And then what I'll do is then I try to read 20 to 30 pages of a book. And that's, and that's, and literally that's my morning. And then, you know, I'll go shower, grab a cup of coffee, do a little bit of exercise, and then I'm raring to go. That's awesome. And I try, and that's I so really cool. try to stay whole. I, I really try to stay true to that. Even when I travel and when you what travel, you it, kind bed, of, it kind of goes off the deep end sometimes, but I really try, I take my books with me and that's that's my morning may not work for everybody but it sure works for me and if it doesn't work for everyone i just say find right find that 30 minutes and just figure out what works for you yeah that's so cool thank you for sharing that and i what time do you go to bed larry uh, <laughs> you really want to know yeah like five o'clock i hope it's early <laughs> it's eight <laughs> i i bore my wife like to know tomorrow it's like eight thirty. <laughs> Right, because she's a complete night owl, and and here's what's interesting: it'll be eight fifteen, and she'll go, "Hey, old man, it's almost it's almost hit your <laughs> bedtime." Like but here, but here's what it's it, I, I and all my friends know that I go to bed at eight thirty, so we'll be out like on a Friday night or something like that at somebody's house, and they'll they'll see the clock starting to hit eight o'clock, and everyone's going, "Hey, Larry, it's almost past your bedtime." I said, "Babe, we got to get out of here because I know it's going to take twenty minutes to get home, and then." Right. And then I'll crawl right into bed, even on a Friday night and a Saturday night. <laughs> That's awesome. I do the same thing. I wake up at four, though. Not so not three, but I go to bed by nine o'clock and my friends are the same way. About 815, they start ragging me because they know it's time for me to start thinking about going to bed. So it's just I've always been, you know, I've always been a routine guy. I was when I was in sales, I was routine. I did the same things or non-negotiable consistency and discipline. And I just carried that over. I just carried it over to my personal life and I carried it over into my entrepreneurial dream. So same thing. That's awesome. Uh, 
Hey, well, let me uh, let me back up. That wasn't a part of our script, so I appreciate you sharing that. But, uh, that's kind of how we roll at the Sales Book Club podcast. So, thanks for uh, jumping on, Larry. Let me let me tell a story about how Larry and I met back in June. We were all at Outbound. That's how we all met. Um, but Larry and I, throughout the whole Outbound experience, we kept having these encounters where we would see each other. We checked in at the hotel the same time. I remember that. Yeah, because I saw you in the front. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then we're, I'm sitting and waiting on the sessions, and he would walk by, and we would chat. So finally, on the last morning, we were going to breakouts, and we appeared at the coffee pot together, <laughs> and we looked at each other, and we said, you know what? We need to get to know each other, apparently. <laughs> and so we sat there and had a 25, 30-minute conversation that went to the heart quick. I mean, there's no surface. I mean, it was heart-level conversation. And uh, he, he gave me this book, and I came home, and I immediately started reading it. And uh, Larry and I have since become friends. And I, I really have become a student of Larry's. I, he doesn't write anything that I don't read. Uh, I watch every one of his videos. I listen to every one of his podcasts. Um, I, my heart resonates with who he is as a person. And I, I so appreciate him. And and I'm part of his insiders group now. I'm part of the trust intensive. So is Daniel. Yeah, Daniel is. Yeah, I am. And thanks to Matt. Uh, he's like, man, you, you really got to check it out. And I was like, OK, so I, I sat on and the one with uh, was it uh, Don Barton a few Bar weeks Don ago Bar before. Uh, just Holy cow, man, that was <laughs> that was really, really enjoyable. I Don's, was like, I had Don's so many notes. Forward, Don's fast forward become a mentor to me. That guy is he just amazing. freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm reading uh, The Perfect Plan now for the third time. Um, so it's, a, it's an amazing book. But anyway, so when I told Larry we were reviewing his book today, I asked him if he would come on just real quick, say hello, and just kind of share his story, share kind of what, what was the heart behind the heart, behind Selling from the Heart. And uh, I know you, you, you mentioned some of that in Chapter 1, Larry, but just kind of you know, tell us what, 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 your, what, what led you to the point where you sat down and wrote this book. Because I think this was a much-needed crime in the wilderness man <laughs> yeah we should preface larry by saying this your your thinking falls right in line with like our philosophy of how we want to approach sales so we appreciate you even taking the time to speak to us no thank no thanks i, I said i can't say no to matt nelson because i just love matt nelson <laughs> and so right when he when he shared that you guys were doing this i just think this is an honor i, I mean I, I, I keep telling everyone, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who spent 30 years selling copiers his whole life in LA, leading this lifestyle. And I'm just bringing what I did for 30 years to the forefront. And um, I had no idea selling from the heart would even be where it's at. And um, full disclosure on this, I had no idea. All I know is um, I made a promise to my wife after we got, and I'm, I'll be married almost 30 years, August of next year, I made a promise to my wife when we had gotten married that I wanted to write a book. It was something that I wanted to do. I just didn't know when, but I had this mental thing that I wanted to write this book by the time I was 50 years old. The only other person who knew that was Daryl Amy, who's my podcast partner, because Daryl and I have been friends for a really long time. And so... You know, one thing led to another. The podcast actually came out before the book. So it was just a quick backstory on this is about four and a half years ago, I was getting ready to speak in an event and Daryl was just there to watch me. And we we're having a cup of coffee together and we wanted to break out of the circle that we grew up in, which was the office technology channel. And the only way I knew how to do that was to start a podcast. I'd never started a podcast before, had, didn't even know where to even begin, but it was just a thought. And so we're sitting there having, we're having coffee one morning and we're at Vegas at the Bellagio Hotel. I still remember it as plain as day. And we're both having coffee and I said, hey, Daryl, you wanna start a podcast? And he goes, no, not really. And I go, come on, this is start a podcast. It'd be a way for us to get our message out, jump over the fence of where we grew up in. And he goes, what are two ex copier guys going to talk about that anybody will even remotely listen to? I said, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And he goes, okay, I'm all, he goes, I'm all in, but with one exception, you got to come up with a really cool name for this podcast or you're flying solo. <laughs> and I said, selling from the heart. And he goes, Pfft. and he literally, he spit his coffee out at me. <laughs> 
And he goes, where the heck did you come up with that name? It's brilliant. And I just said, that's how I led my life in the office technology channel. I brought my heart to the forefront. I wear my emotions on my sleeves. Let's just start a podcast around authenticity and heart and sincerity and bring this back into the sales profession. He goes, dude, I'm all in on this one. And we started the podcast, but he knew deep down inside, he knew that I wanted to write a book. So I was flying from, sorry, I'm giving the backstory on this no, guy, this but you'll really this understand how this, all came, how this all came to be. And so he knew I wanted to write a book. My wife knew I wanted to write a book. Again, by the time I was 50, it didn't happen. It happened at 53. So I'm flying. Daryl lives in Little Rock. I live in the LA marketplace. So this was in 2017 summer. We were just going to get off the grid and we we're going to go up into the Ozark Mountains where Daryl lives. And we we're just going to just think and go through some things and spend three days, no computers, no phones, no nothing. And I flew from LA to Houston to Little Rock. When I get to Houston on my layover, I take my phone out of airplane mode and my phone's just blowing up and there are text messages and voicemails all from Daryl. He goes, change of plans. I can't tell you what the plans are until you come to Little Rock. So, okay, cool. Get to Little Rock. He picks me up, throws my stuff in his trunk and we start driving. We're small talking and all that. And then all of a sudden, I'm not that familiar with Little Rock, but I'm familiar enough that I know that Daryl passed the exit to his house. And I go, hey, dude, where are we going? He goes, we're going to Austin, Texas. I go, come on, dude. I was just freaking in Houston. I could have, you could have told me there. I could have rerouted. And he goes, he had a hidden business, a reason why I wanted to do that. The second is he knew I wanted to write a book. And from Little Rock, Arkansas to Dallas, Texas, however long that is, eight hour ride, maybe yeah, seven hours, lot. something like that. He convinced me to write the book. He gnawed in my left ear for eight hours and just busted me down because I couldn't get out of the car. And what a great friend. And, and it's just Daryl salt of the earth. Daniel, you know, Daryl, Matt, you know, Daryl, I love this guy because he pushed me, pushed me way out of my comfort zone on this. So I said, fine, dude, I'll write a book. And he goes, what are you going to call this book? I said, selling from the heart. And he goes, no, you're not. That's the name of the podcast. I said, no, we're going to build a movement around selling from the heart. And he goes, Ooh, I like it again, but you can't just call it selling from the heart. Cause that's the name of the podcast. I said, okay, how your authentic self sells you. This all came to be in like 30 seconds and wow. it just stuck. I ran with it. And I just said, I just want to write a book. This is how I led my life. And I just want to talk about things that, that are uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about, but are comfortable for me. And I'm just going to bring it to the forefront. And I didn't know if five books would sell a hundred books would sell a thousand books would sell. I had no idea. It wasn't the point. But now if I look back on it, I go, I pinch and poke myself because every day I wake up and I go, holy smokes, is this really real? And I'm, I'm just speaking from my heart on this one is I had no idea that in the span of three years, my life would turn upside down. I'd get to meet people like yourself who read the book and I get to speak on stages at Outbound with people that I absolutely look up to. Again, I'm just a guy who took all of his life, you know, screw ups and successes and all that and packaged it in. I always said that, you know, my message, right, my madness and everything that happened in sales became my message. And I'm just a firm believer in it. And I'll, I'll, I'll just share one more last thing is I'm a big and I've told Matt Nelson this. I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason in your life. Things truly happen for a reason in your life. And you go through all these transformational moments. And my transformational moment happened at 50. My transformational moment happened again when my book came to the forefront. And now I'm at 57 years old. I'm going through it again. I've transformed more in one year than I have in my 20s, 30s, 40s combined for one simple reason is I practice what I preach. I lead this life. You get what you get with me, whether it's out in my community or in the insiders group or how I coach sales leaders, how I work with salespeople. 
I'm just bringing the whole alignment of head, heart, and now spirituality into this. And um, I've just learned over the past year, thanks to Matt, Matt introduced me to Chris Hodges, not personally, but where, where Matt goes to church. And one of these days I may get to shake that guy's hand is over the past year, just by paying attention to some of these spiritual leaders that are out there, it's really helped me strengthen how I coach and work with salespeople and the whole message behind selling from the heart. That's my story and I'm sticking no, to it. That, nah, that's, I'm glad you, I'm glad I asked that question, Larry. That's a great, I've not heard that story. So it's good to hear that. One of the things that has impressed me about you from the very beginning, even before I knew you, uh, and I knew about you is you've, you've never been afraid to say that you love people, which I think is amazing. I think you, I've heard you say that to numerous people, myself included, man, I, that you genuinely love them. And that's a word that we're, you know, you don't use that in sales. That's, that's not macho. No, man, we're, we're driven by love for love. Um, and then that you're a servant of people. And, uh, and that's the, I think those two things are the motive that, that drives you. And so that's pretty amazing, man. So what are you, what are you seeing in the movement? What, what's, what's going on out there? I know, I know it is a movement. I'm a part of it, but, um, what, what are some of the things that are happening, uh, in the selling from the heart movement right now? I think, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. And, and I try to, I just, I pray just say, I'm, I'm going to answer this in a different way just because, um, yeah. I just feel I need to is, I actively prospect on a daily basis, even doing what I'm doing. And I just find the time and it's the, it's the discipline and the non-negotiables that I carried over from sales that I, I've carried over into how, you know, we run our business here at Selling from the Heart is I engage in conversations with sales leaders, salespeople, sales enablement people, thought leaders on a daily basis. And what's really been interesting is over the last six months, this has all come to the surface, is this, and this is a big part of our movement and what we're doing right now. Matt, I know you're involved in it as, as well, is I believe we don't do enough at a leadership level to coach and train the people skills and the relational skills that you need to have in sales in order to truly be successful. We do a lot of product centric training. We do a lot of sales skill training, all equally important stuff. But we make this assumption that salespeople really understand how to, that they already know how to build relationships and they already know how to talk to people. We make that assumption. And we know that whole thing about assumption, right? We've all heard that funny saying around assumption, but this is what we're really deeply passionate about now is taking the whole message around selling from the heart and bringing that to the forefront to help sales leaders and salespeople build trust by building authentic relationships and combining that with meaningful value. And those are the two things that we think are really, really important. The last couple of things is consistently do this day in and day out and layer it in with inspirational experiences. And this is the love part of this that many are going to get uncomfortable with, but I'll, I'll share a quick story. And then I do have to run because I'm actually at the top of the hour. I'm on a live podcast with Mark Hunter. So, um, but here's, here's, what's interesting. And I want to talk about these experiences just for a second, because if salespeople, if you can go down this road, I promise you this, it will forever change the relationships that you have with your clients. I grew up, I grew up in a household with a very loving, highly relational mom. My dad was a rocket scientist for the United States Air Force, so he constantly traveled all the time. So the figure in my life was my mom. Though I have respect for my dad, my relationship was deep with my mom and it was slightly dysfunctional with my father because he was, he was gone and it was just, and the other reason why is he hates salespeople and I went into sales. That's a topic of another conversation, <laughs> but, but, but here's, Isn't that how it goes? No, dude, I'm telling you, Ryan, it, it, it is, but, but here, here's why, here's why I believe that inspirational experiences are the key to all of this is still to this day, every time I get off the phone with my mom or I see my mom, I say, I love you. It's been like that forever. I can't say that with my father, but it is with that with my mother. 
And why am I sharing this with you? Because I transferred how I was raised to how I carried myself in sales. And that's how, that's what I brought to my client relationships. Quick, funny story is I was business partners in a copier dealership. And I remember at the time, this goes back decades ago, my business partner, my business partner at the time said, I cannot believe the relationships that you build with people. You literally can walk in and hug people and give them a kiss on the cheek and say, I love you. And they don't even get offended by it. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> think about it. Hang out anytime in sales, right? When's the last time a salesperson's walked into one of their clients and said, hey, Zach, I love you. After the <laughs> right? When's, when's after that happened? It, it just doesn't. It doesn't. I said it after I closed the big deal. Right. <laughs> but, but here's why. It's because of how I was raised. I'm comfortable with it. And the reason why I'm bringing this to the forefront with inspirational experiences inside Selling from the Heart is this is how you deeply connect to people. And if we can do this in our personal lives, then I'm going to challenge everybody out there who's in sales, as uncomfortable as it may be, I know you all can do it. Why? Because you all have personal lives and you've all said it in your personal lives, but you draw that big boundary around you in your professional life and you say, I can't go there. I'll leave you with one last thing. I tell everybody before they become a client, when I know that it's going down that road, I will look somebody in the eye and I will say, Daniel, there's going to come a point in time. I don't know when it's going to happen, but there's going to become a point in time. I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, I love you. And then Daniel, I bet you is going to freaking squirm in his seat. and He's going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Mark my word, Matt, you already know this. Every single one of my clients says, I love you. And I say, I love you back. And, and here's what's interesting, because this just happened yesterday. I get a Facebook message, messenger. Sorry, I'm capitalizing on all this, no, but I'm going to disconnect So I remember yesterday, I'm in my Kiwanis meeting because I'm a big community service. Port. You know, if you get to chapter six of Selling from the Heart, you'll learn the whole premise behind it. I give a shout out to my Kiwanis group of Thousand Oaks in my book. So it's about 6.30 in the morning yesterday. And I get a Facebook messenger from one of my client's wife's. Now talk about building authentic relationships <laughs> and all that. I'm Facebook friends. <laughs> Well, with the spouses and significant <laughs> others of my clients, right? It's just part of who I am. So right. she sends me a messenger and she goes, I know you know my husband really well and he thinks the world of you and I know you read a lot of books. What's a great book I can get him for a Christmas present? I inserted the name of the book, which happened to be David Brooks's book, The Second Mountain, which I just read over Thanksgiving, which just absolutely rocked my world. Because I believe at 57 years old, I'm climbing my second mountain. That the mountain you climb when you're in your 20s and your 30s is totally different than the mountain that you climb. By the way, here's the book. Freaking amazing I've, book. I read it's, I've seen it's, it on the bookshelf. It's, I don't know, 300 and something pages. I, I started it on a Saturday morning, Thanksgiving, and finished it on the next day. I could put the book down. So I send her that book. I send her the, you know, the name of the book. This is what her response back was. I trust you that if you read it and it had an impact to you, it'll have an impact to my husband. And I go, I love your husband. And she goes, this, she goes, do you know how often I hear my husband say he loves Larry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not normal either, man. I, I will tell you this is I remember having a conversation with Daryl a while back and he goes, you know, if I look at this through a sales leadership's point of view and they go, selling from the heart is nothing but just mushy, gushy, high touchy feely stuff. How's that gonna help my sales people drive sales results? I hear it all the time. Sure. Uh, right before you got on, Larry, I had said that I, I, I've known about your book since it was published and, and I just reluctantly hadn't read it and, until Matt was so passionate about it. And, you know, I, I had that same opinion. And after reading it, I was like, you know, it, it's, it's not that mushy, gushy 
No, it's it, it, it really it, the uh, the authenticity piece is is what's so strong that resonates through the whole book is it, that's the that's the key. It, it's thanks, Daniels, and and here's the reason why is if and I'm going to be really sales specific on this, and then I promise I got really got to bail, but I can hang out with you guys forever. But I, I just I, we would I, I, the last thing I want to do is disappoint a near and dear friend of mine, Mark. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we got to be done by one so we can catch that live. Um, oh well, hell you should have told me that i would have got off 15 minutes ago <laughs> but um i forgot what i was gonna say holy smoke oh, sales specific Spell, not you're to say something sales specific oh that if if you struggle you know if you struggle with chaos right and and if if you're struggling with all these internal things It'll prevent you from being the best possible person you can be out in the sales world. And I write about it as sales chaos. And that's why I wrote the book the way I did for that simple reason is it took me a long time to really figure out how to work on myself and be willing to go down these little alleys and dark corners and closets to figure out what made me me. And I'm just bringing this out in the forefront. And if sales leaders can really latch on to this, I've seen sales leaders completely transform the sales culture of their sales team by rallying around and accepting heart and bringing that to the forefront. I've seen monumental salespeople just automatically just skyrocket sales results because they're willing to go there. That being said, I'll leave you guys. I appreciate here, each man. and every yeah. one of you. Matt, we'll I'll see, see you later. Anyway. Daniel, I'll Absolutely. see you on Friday. You're the Thanks, band, Larry. Thanks. Pleasure. Yeah, Appreciate it. Go Braves. Go Braves. Go Braves. <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge wow. Dodgers fan, man. He's a man. So what, I guess uh, we can't give a bad review. Is what I'm. No, we have to. Have a good, how can you give a bad review if you just hung out with Larry Levine? I'm telling you, man, that guy's salt of the earth. He really is. Well, you know, um, it's. I think the reason people like, you know, when he comes up and says that he loves you. It's because I think the reason people respond so well to it is because people believe it. Like he comes across as authentic. I think he is, unless he's the mastermind con artist, which I truly don't believe. Like he's just authentically nice, authentically caring, and people want that in in this world. I I believe. Yeah, especially in yeah, this day a, and time. And you know, Marcus yeah, Ogden. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's somebody else that Larry has introduced me to. He had a message on LinkedIn this morning of uh, the need for hope in our world right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that, to me, is what this is all about, is hope. And if, if our world has ever needed a message of hope, of love, of authenticity, uh, it's right now. And so from somebody who lives that way, it's it's pretty easy message to communicate. So, Daniel, I interrupted you. And we have hijacked your um, hosting us, Zach. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, no, it's no, not not a problem at all. It was an absolute pleasure to have Larry on, and and you know the interaction I've had with him has been uh, second to none. He actually, we we spoke maybe a month ago or so on the phone, um, and he just wanted to say, hey, thanks for introducing. I, I actually introduced him to somebody else um, that I knew in my network, and they had a uh, book that they wrote and they recorded a podcast, which I think is coming out here out here soon, and I can't can't wait to hear it. So just a great guy all around um, and he is and, a prolific and, reader and every time he mentions a book i write it down and i order it and that's why i've got so many books on my shelf right now well now i'm seeing why he wakes up so early because otherwise he won't have time to read <laughs> yeah right. which is, no which is a great point because we were talking about what um you know what do we do to prepare for the day and i knew it was something crazy like waking up really early like that so i'm really glad that larry shared his story um Matt, I think you you had mentioned you you have a routine, right? Daniel, had, did you say what you have done yet? Yeah, Daniel, yeah, I mentioned. My, my, no, I said mine's my shower. Long, hot shower. Oh, that's right. My that's long right. hot showers. <laughs> that's that's my key to the day, and it's sort of like Larry. Like I said, I I'll, I'll just sit there. You know, my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, thinking. <laughs> yeah. She gives me uh, again. She's like, "You take longer showers than than most women." I'm like, "That's just that's my space. That's my time to." you know, process whatever complicated thoughts are in my head. And, um, it's done, a, I, it's really changed a lot for me. Just having, having that time to just think, I guess is a good way to put it. I, I used to run yeah. oh, back. Right. I, I was a runner in high school and college as well. And, and 
back then, you know, you go out for, you know, a, call it 30 minutes, you know, run, you just go for a little while. You, you have, you're stuck in your own thoughts. And that's the hardest thing about being a runner. Anybody will talk, tell you is it's you, all you're, as you're moving, your own the only thing that you hear is in your own thoughts in your head. And so you have to focus on positive, being positive yeah. and you have to focus, you know, focus on what is important, you know, to you and your goals and, and having that inner dialogue. And that's kind of goes to uh, another book that we've got, uh, I think coming up in a couple of months, but that inner dialogue is really important. Um, and anyway, that, that's kind of a, a tangent thought um, taken away from, uh, from selling from the heart, but, but no, I think that's a, having that time, regardless of what it is that you're doing by yourself is really important. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. I um, so for me, I I've got about a 35 minute drive to work. I, I come in every day. I don't work from home, um, and so I either listen to like a podcast, uh, you know, whether it be Dave Ramsey, Jeb Blunt, Mike Weinberg. Those are probably the the most played uh, that I have. Or every now and then I listen to Bobby Bones, the morning show. Uh, that's just a radio show that my wife. Oh and yeah, I Bobby Bones. That's right. Yeah, we we like to listen to that in the morning and. Um, so, so that's that's generally what I do, and I, I think one of the biggest other things that I do is I, I like to reflect back on like where I've where I've been and how much better I've gotten, but then yet still be humble enough to know that uh, th- there's a lot left to learn, whether it be life in my industry, um, just just everything really in general, and I think that that really kind of segues into chapter eight, which I'll, I'll ask you guys, I'll answer this first, but I'll ask you guys what your favorite chapter was. Um, and for me, I think it was, I mean, I love the whole book. I really did. But I think chapter eight was great because it talked a lot about continuing education was the title. And just some, some notes I have down from there are, it's tough to succeed in sales today without continuing your education. How, uh, another note is, how much are you investing in your sales success? Uh, have you invested much of your private have you invested any in your private sales education? How many books did you purchase? How many did you read? And I know all of us are, are definitely people who do that stuff of buying books, reading them. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story about Outbound. Um, the first time I went, which was last year, uh, I actually, I, I paid my own way to go. And so it was just, it was good to read chapter eight and know that, hey, you're doing some, you're, you're doing, you're on the right path. You're doing um, things that uh, professionals that are very successful do, in my opinion. Uh, so what? I'll pass it over to you, Ryan, and, and ask you what what was your favorite chapter, or did you have one thing that stuck out really? Yeah, I I hate to agree with you, but actually, I prefer chapter eight as well. Um, mainly, well, actually, I like agreeing with you. I shouldn't say I hate agreeing with you, but um, but you know, I think sometimes when you're investing in yourself, whether it be like I'm doing my MBA program right now. I'm reading. I'm I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Right? So there's nobody telling me to do it. In fact, quite frankly, I could probably quit all of it today, and my life would probably be no different tomorrow. Right? Like uh, nobody sees what I'm doing in the dark, so to speak. And so, uh, but it's good to be reminded that you know these investments you're making into yourself today. You may not see the immediate payoff, but you're you're really growing out your future and. Uh, Larry just does a great job of demonstrating that. Overall, I just love his authenticity. You know, I tend to view life skeptically a little bit, just for whatever reason. And so when I first saw him at Outbound two times ago, two years ago, before the pandemic, I didn't know who he was. And I kind of thought, whatever, this dude's just saying feel good stuff. But then as he was like talking through it, I re- he, he came across as very authentic in his mannerism. And I, I thought, oh, this guy's legit. And then you know, Matt has been singing his praises and then me and Matt became friends from outbound and lo and behold, here we are, we're neighbors. So uh, it just kind of works out that way, how life works. So. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Thank, thanks for sharing. Matt, what about what about you, buddy? I, and now, before you say anything, my guess is going to be chapter 10, but I want to hear you what you're answering. You don't even need to is. ask that question, Zach. Yeah. I, I was pretty public about that several months ago after I read the book. Uh, chapter 10, hands down, I think some of the best sales material ever written. Um, that I've read, I shouldn't say that, that I've read. Um, it's just full of golden nuggets of sales, not just sales truth, but life truth. And um, for those that don't know, I did a 21 day 
chapter 10 challenge on LinkedIn where I posted one of the nuggets every day for 21 days from, from this book. And um, I, here, here's on page 175, here, here, here was my number 12 nugget from that challenge. It's, and this is Larry's heart. And this is what I love about him. I love about this book. The highest calling for a selling from the heart professional is to serve others. They understand serving the interests of others by helping them overcome challenges to achieve their goals is a satisfying way to live their sales life. It has nothing to do with the outcome uh, or the earning potential. It has everything to do with the, the heart of a servant. And, um, and that's what I appreciate about Larry. And that's, that's the way I try to approach my job every day. And um, so, yeah, it's chapter 10, hands down. Daniel, what about you? Yeah, so it's funny. I, I really enjoyed chapter two. Uh, I had a lot of notes there. But what's what's interesting is I actually wrote a note in the margin as I was reading through this in, in chapter two. And, you know, it's not my favorite, but I, I wanted to preface this because I thought this was really important. Um, you know, in that in that area of like challenging yourself uh, and you know, Larry says, you know, there's two things you got to stand in front of the mirror. I'm a student of my client's problems. And I'm an opportunity creator for my clients. And, it's, and, I, and at the very bottom of the page, I wrote, I wrote it in my, uh, on my own. It says servant leadership. And I'm like, even the chairman of the joint chief of staff serves at the pleasure of the president. Right. And, and so, you know, fast forward. And this happened numerous times in the, in the book where I would write a note. And then lo and behold, hey, what's chapter a chunk of chapter six about servant leadership. And so, so I have uh, uh big old chunk of of chapter six you guys see like my highlighter just started like like i i kept reading i'm like this is great this is great and it just kept going and so um i really enjoyed some of the the points that he makes in here uh you know my 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 best note here is he writes the line humanizing the entire buying journey and i think that's really really important about being authentic and 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 you know selling from the heart is you know, you have to have a, a human to human connection and no amount of sales process or, you know, company, you know, uh, agended sales training is can ever replace that individual talking to another individual and and really just opening that up to, uh, you know, caring and, and trying to serve that other person. I thought that that was just really powerful. Um, and it. It kind of he kind of goes into chapter six as well. He mentioned it when he was on here about the community service aspect, and and I think back. I coached track and field at the high school that my wife teaches at for for eight years. And let me tell you something. And I I told everybody in sales I I, I come across I'm like if I can convince fifteen to eighteen year olds to put their bodies through all kinds of awful pain and and misery just for the the success, just the idea of getting better, just an improvement. Maybe you may or may not win, but just, hey, you're going to put in 1% more today. And the accumulation effect of that 1% every day, it adds up. And and, and engaging with those kids at, you know, on a daily basis, like, that was a lot of fulfillment from that. It made me a better person. It made you know a better salesperson. Um and giving back to those kids and seeing a lot of them moving on into collegiately and, and doing well beyond that, you know, that's chapter six kind of to, to tie that back together. I, I just loved it from start to finish. <laughs> Chap, chapter six wins. No, no. Th thanks for sharing fellas. I, just a, a ton of great stuff and, and, like I said, I mean, it's not to uh, discount the other chapters. That was just the, the one that stuck uh, out the most for me, um, I guess, as more of a, uh, a way of saying, hey, you're, you're on the right track. So as we get closer to wrapping this up here, I got one more question for you guys, and I'll answer uh, the question first. Um, as we read these books, you know, I, I think Matt, someone had asked, uh, actually, it was somebody had asked the whole group of us here, does reading do reading all these books actually make a difference or make an impact? And for me, I think uh, the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, and what I try to do is to have one takeaway from reading every book. Um, it's no different than when you go to Outbound, you get all these thousands of ideas and stuff like that that are great. But unless you put, you know, a handful of them into practice, it's hard to, you can't come back and put everything into practice that you learn there. It's just going to be overwhelming and too much, at least in my opinion. So when we read these books, I try and take just one thing um, and, and 
take that and say, hey, implement that. You know, I'll, I'll give one example of uh, new sales simplified. I went back and I looked at my story of, you know, what's your story that Mike Weinberg talks about when you sell. Uh, and I think for, for selling from the heart, um, I think the biggest thing that I'm going to take away is really um, finding your authentic self. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, another sales professional, and they said, hey, what's your story? It kind of related back to Weinberg, really. And he said, hey, what's your story? And I said, oh, well, you know, I work at APA. I do X, Y, and Z, and this is how we help and stuff like that. And he said, he goes, yeah, but what what's like your story? Like, why do you want to help people? And, or, you know, why do you do what you do, uh, really? And he says, I don't care if you're selling uh, plastic uh, injection molding, you're selling solar, you're selling logistics. What do you do? And then that's going to be uh, what you can do no matter where you work, live, do stuff like that. So I think that's to, to recap, that's going to be the biggest thing that I take away is really figuring out what's my personal story, if you will, and then developing that and tweaking that to, to be able to, because I feel like I know what it is, but I just want to be able to articulate that in a way that comes across just as Larry does very naturally and, and from the heart. And, and I'll leave at least my last comment with this. I love in chapter six when he says, mutually beneficial relationships because so much so that like my LinkedIn is Zach Mofield creating mutually beneficial link, uh, relationships. Like that's the URL. So it was just great to see that. Ryan, what, what's your thought? Yeah. So I guess to, to address your first question is do reading these books really help. Um, for me, I think yes. And I'll say it this way. We, we only have what we know right in our head. We need to be exposed to new ideas. We need to be challenged on how we're thinking. We're we're part of a community uh, as humans, right? We're we're community minded people. So I found that there's so much value out of all these books. Do I 100% agree with every single thing I read? Not necessarily. Or do I even get to implement it? No. And then Matt has to go soon. But uh, but that's fine. But what I what I do get out of it is just new ways of thinking, uh, new ideas to implement. And you were actually talking about authenticity. I just read something about authenticity just the other day. And so uh, in an unrelated thing, and this book reinforced that idea as well as, uh, you know, uh, New Sales Simplified when he talks about, it doesn't matter if you, your million dollar quota, you've already hit 2 million. Hey, keep prospecting, keep, keep going down the path because, you know, you still have to build that pipeline. And these are things that I have to remind myself constantly because, I, I know that I default to being lazy and sitting back and relaxing. So I, I know that I have to stay active to kind of fight off that. Right. Now, I, yeah, I would say absolutely 100% uh, that you benefit and your career is shaped by what you read. Um, if you're in sales, you're a leader. And in the words of John Maxwell, leaders are learners. And if you're not learning, you're dying. And so... Um, you know, every book that we've read, like you said, Zach, um, there, there's been so many nuggets, so many uh, one things you can take from those. Anytime I, I read anything from Larry, um, he reminds me to be a servant of people. And um, even just listening to him this afternoon, <clears throat> same thing. I'm just reminded that my, my, my aim is to serve. It's not to have a big fat paycheck, although I hope that happens. But if it doesn't, I mean, that's at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm do what I do just so I can serve people and help. And like we talked about last week or last episode and help them create wins. And so, yeah, absolutely. They, it, it pays off greatly. Daniel. Yeah. So very, very rarely do I ever pick up a book and just put it down and say, oh, that's just not, it's just not worth the time, you know, and all of these, all the books, particularly sales books that, that we've read. Yeah, they have an, they have an impact. I mean, I, I just had this morning had commented on, uh, you know, our, our, the last book that, that we read, Eat, Your, Eat Their Lunch. Like there's still like weeks and weeks later, there's something that I, I read in there that, you know, triggered in my mind, like, oh, I need to be, do a better job implementing that. You know, it's not like the, it's, it's not immediate. And so, you know, what's nice is that you start to you start to see common themes on, on all these guys they all all these sales authors have had their own successes um over time and you start to almost see some commonalities 
across each one of these books, right? And, you know, hard work is always the, you know, one of those first ones you see and, and really owning who you are and, and why you actually are going out there, kind of Matt, like what you said. And, you know, the, that kind of leads to the big takeaway that I would take, uh, I, you know, I take out of this book and it's, it's very similar to Matt's and, and that's that servant style leadership. I, I really believe that, you know, as, you know, to, for us to, con, to continue prospecting, you know, there's, there's multiple reasons we need to do it. One is for our own business to help to keep the funnel moving and keep adding new things in. But in reality, you got to keep prospecting because there's more people out there that you are able to help. Right. There, there's people that may not know you exist. They may not know um, what you know, your experience, what you can bring to the table to make their lives business uh, better. And so that it kind of gives you that, that energy of like there's still more out there to help. Um, and, and that kind of comes from a that servant place. Um, but, I th- you know, kind of where that ties together. And I, I mentioned it earlier. I think it's really important is to make sure you have the right mindset you know, as you get up every day, because that's really challenging to do uh, sometimes is, you know, you get, you see all kinds of rejection and there it's part of sales is constant rejection. And, and it's, you can find ways to get through that. At the end of the day, if your mind is in the right spot, it, you're not going to have the right, uh, the right outcome that you, that you want. And, and so focusing on being a servant, I think is the, that's, I, I'm going to try to do a better job each day of doing waking up and starting my day with that. I like how Larry had his cards of like his I am statements. That's something I, I I want to implement right away is just having that every morning before you turn the lights on. Here you go. This is what you're going to do. This is why you do it. That's a little easy thing that I think I I can take for granted. Yeah, very, very well said, Daniel. You know, I'm sure some of you heard as a man thinketh, right? You know, so great, great takeaways there. Um, Larry, thank you. know, if you're listening back to this, thank you so much for, for coming on. I, I think I speak for all of us when we say we love you as well. It is an absolute pleasure meeting you at Outbound. We're, we're so glad we had the chance to read this book and then even the opportunity for you to hop on the podcast. We're, we're very grateful. Um, join us next time. We're going to have uh, Sales Hood by Elon, if I'm saying, or Elay, maybe Cohen. I, I personally have never read any of his, any of his stuff. I love his stuff. Yeah, that awesome. <laughs> well, Ryan has read his stuff. He comes highly recommended. Sounds like I've had uh, that so book for years. I, yeah, so I'll, I'm looking forward to refreshing with it. Nice. I've had it for two weeks. <laughs> I have to order it. I have to order so it. So I'm looking forward to it just to see a, another person, you know, and and just really expand the, the knowledge. So, fellas, as always, it's it's a pleasure, uh, and, and I look forward to the next one. Thank you.